Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Tonight, what I'm going to talk about is friendship. Because we love having friends in our lives, right? That's my friends over there. and I mean, you're all my friends, really. But um, before we get into it, let me just say this. The friendship I'm talking about tonight, it's not just people like, oh, hey, I'm friendly with you. Or like, hey, how's it going? High five. I'm talking about that that inner circle, you know what I mean? So you got like your kind of like a big circle. So it's like everybody's room, like we're in one big circle right now. But then you got like that next circle that kind of knows you. Then you got that next circle that kind of knows you. I'm talking about that like circle, circle. Y'all feel me? All right, y'all with me? Yeah, the circle, circle is what I'm talking about tonight. The people that you need in your life as good friends. And so y'all are kind of younger, so Uncle Matt's going to teach you about the old school. So tonight's message is called Top Friends, and here's why. MySpace. Do y'all know what MySpace is? Have any of you had a MySpace, even though you were probably like four? Okay, yeah. Well, I had a MySpace, and the cool thing about MySpace is you had top friends. And so basically what it was is it had like top four, top eight, top 10. It got so bad, they went to top 64, which I don't know how you have top 64 friends. <laughs> People were just desperate. And I remember like MySpace top friends, man, those top friends, that was your squad. That was your people. That's who you rocked with. And matter of fact, don't judge me. I already look, see you looking at me. When I got saved, gave my life to Christ, they had a profile for Jesus and I made him my top friend. Yeah, I know. I know. I just want the world to know that. Right. I just, I didn't want to be like, okay, who's my number one friend? Jesus. Like, he's it. <laughs> Not worried about anybody else. Jesus is my top friend. But what I noticed about top friends, though, as I stalked everybody's profiles, you know, you know how you do on Facebook. Don't lie. Y'all know y'all do that. You stalking people left and right. Oh, he's a cute guy. Let me go look at his profile. Oh, who's his friend? Yeah, ladies, I know y'all do it. I know you do it. I do it to guys, to girls. <laughs> yeah, no bouncing back from that one. But anyways, what I noticed about these top friends on Facebook or MySpace, I don't know what generation I'm in. The thing I know about top friends on MySpace is they all started to look alike. So like, if someone like was a football player, He'd have his picture of his football stuff, and all of his top friends would be football players, have their gear on. If someone like hunting or future farmer of America, is anybody in that? You're, you're way cooler, so you wouldn't be in that. Oh, man, I'm sorry. That was mean. But if you're in like FFA or hunting or something, you look at their profile picture, and they have their hunting gear on. They have their deer and their duck and whatever else you hunt, and all their friends and their top friends looked exactly the same. Skateboarders. Scott. I can't skateboard to save my life. I mean, Celeste had a story earlier today where I was on the thing. I don't know if y'all saw that, but I wiped out. Anyways, sidetracked. The point is, these top friends, you realize that you all come together and have stuff in common. They have stuff that works out for them that they enjoy, and that's their top friends are. Because there's this weird phenomenon. I'm not a scientist yet. I'm working on it. But what I noticed is like attracts like. So what that means is whatever you're into, whatever you like to do, whatever your you know interests are and hobbies and, and, and music, whatever it is, you get around people that are the same way, right? It's just natural and it's cool and it's fine to be that way. Side note real quick though, I feel like in high school especially, 
there's this weird thing of like stereotypes and you just see it all the time. I mean, our, our media portrays it, but stereotypes of like, okay, so if you're a sports person, you hang out with sports people. If you're into art, you hang out with art people. If you're into skateboarding, skateboarding. If you're into cooking, I don't know who's into cooking in high school, but you go ahead and you hang out with people who like to cook. But basically, I just want to say this while we're here. I don't know what social group you're in in high school. I don't know where you're at, if you're considered cool or not considered cool or popular or not popular. I just want to say, just because you don't have the same likes on the surface level doesn't mean someone's not a good friend in other categories. Just because you don't look like each other, I just want to say that from the off the bat because I feel like that's such a strong thing in high school is like you get judged just on what you like and not who you are. And so tonight what I'm talking about is who you are and who your friends are in your life. And just a side note too, don't be afraid to go talk to somebody who doesn't look like you or act like you because you might be one of your best friends. And a second side note under the side note, in college, those people that try to ignore you in high school get so excited when you're in their class. Like, oh, I know somebody. And they go sit by you and all of a sudden you're cool when they ignored you for four years. So a little life lesson for you. Your high school reputation doesn't matter as much as you think it does. But back to our scheduled programming about friendship. You know, those people that are around you are so crucial and so important, especially at your age. At your age, you're in the process, I believe, of starting out your life. You know, in, in middle school and stuff, you're kind of like, whatever, like my mom and dad just not do what I'm supposed to do and just go with the flow. But in high school, you start to develop your actual friendships and your friends determine what you're doing on the weekends and your friends determine what you're doing during the week and at school and everything. And next thing you know, you get a car and next thing you know, some friends are riding with you, you're riding with friends. And the point is you're developing some crucial relationships at this time in your life. Super crucial. You know, there's a quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. They say like, if you give you the top five people you hang out with the most, people can easily start to figure out like the path you're going to go on. Do y'all believe that? Have y'all seen that in your own life? I've realized that in my own life with my closest friends that even things I wasn't really into before I've become into because of them, just because they're influenced my life. And so you're at that age where you're starting this out. I know some people are like, man, I don't really need friends. And you want to be like a lone wolf. And that sounds super cool to say, but it's not accurate. And you're going to need friends. And so tonight what I wanted to do as I was thinking about what direction to go in, I was thinking about this. What makes a good friend? What makes a top friend? And so I started thinking about why do people like me? You know, why am I so great and so amazing? I mean, obviously, it's my good looks and my charm, my sense of humor, obviously, my humility, right? I take pride in my humility. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, y'all like it. But I was like, what else is there? But more importantly, I was thinking, man, about my friends, the, the three that I have. My grandmother, my mom, my sister, you know, what do they have? Just kidding. I have my squad. Some of my squad's here tonight. What's up, fellas? But the point is, I was thinking, what about them? What do I like about them? And there was three things that hit me that I want to share with you guys tonight. Is there more than three? I'm sure there are. But I'm preaching. You have to stay in threes. It's the rule. And also, and I could talk to your girl for five hours, but I don't think you want that either. So... You guys didn't care? <laughs> All right. We're staying till midnight. Let's go. So anyways, as I share these three things, what I want you to do, I want you to self-reflect and think about, am I a good friend? Am I a top friend? Likewise, I want you to sit there and think about the people you consider close to you. And as I share these things, think, do they do this? Do they act like this? Is this who I want in my life? 
Because again, your friends will determine your future. So the first one that I have is top friends are loyal. Top friends are loyal. So my simple opinion, just my opinion, this quality is the greatest to me in any friend. Like genuine friendship to me is when someone's loyal to you. They're 10 toes down. You know, they stay with you. You're in court, they're not snitching on you. I'm just kidding. If you're in court, you should snitch on your people, but that's a whole different thing. I'm not going to go there. The point is, with loyalty, you stand together through everything, through the highs and the lows of your life and their life. You know, you celebrate with them when they have victories. They celebrate with you when you have victories. You cry with them when they're having a bad day. They cry with you. They stand with you. You all laugh together, and you go through tough times together. And I thought it was amazing, like, you think of people, like, in the military, which they might serve in here. Thank you for serving. But in the military and hard labor jobs, they're working day in and day out in the hot sun. You start to see these friendships develop so strongly because, why wow, they're going through stuff together. And you're just like, hey, I'm here, you're here, and we're in this together. And that's how friendship really is in life. Life is not easy. I think I say that every time I come up here. It's not easy. Things don't work out. But when you have people around you, it's so amazing. There's a scripture, uh, Romans 12, 15. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I love that scripture so much because what the scripture is also saying, which I found out recently as I was kind of studied it, is when it says rejoice with those who rejoice, it's also meaning, hey, when you're having kind of a rough day, but your friend is having a great day, you celebrate with them regardless of what you're going through. Likewise, if you're having an amazing time in your life, but someone's going through a rough time, you put your amazing day aside and you go there for them and handle them. That true loyalty and friendship. Another thing I noticed, um, anybody watch volleyball in here or play volleyball? You kind of dabble in it. We dabble. Yeah. Well, I was um, at a restaurant a couple of weeks ago and they had volleyball on. It was women's volleyball, so it's a bit more entertaining than men's volleyball, but not for the reason you think because women are just crazy. And here, here's what I'm saying. In volleyball, what they do is, like, after every single point that gets scored, they, like, run to the middle of the center of the thing. Like, oh, good job. It's okay. And the reason I like the girl one so much is because, like, they're so supportive. Like, this girl, like, completely missed the ball. And they're like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. You were so close. You almost had it. Likewise, when things go right, they're like, yes, girl. Like, good job. You crushed it. And, like, the highs and the lows of the volleyball game – these chicks are just like, good job, sweetie. It's okay. Like, we're the best team ever. Even when they lose, they're like not even mad at each other. They're just like, hey, get some ice cream? Okay, why not? Like, they do not mind the highs and the lows. They're still staying with their squad, still staying with their people. I thought that was so cool. Now, think about my life, man, the highs and the lows. And so I want to break that down real quick. You know, the highs of life, you know, during those highs, those good times, you get a good grade on your test, you get a new car, you get a new job, you get a new girlfriend or boyfriend, or you stay single, which is way cooler. You do these things, and your friends, your true friends that are loyal, they're supportive, they're joyful, they're not envious or jealous or mad. And when things are going well for them, they still stay humble and they share what they have. They're so grateful to have you in their life, they don't just forget about you. I think about that all the time. Like, I remember this these group of friends, and this guy got like a new car, and his friend was just talking to me, like, "Man, his parents just gave him that car." I was like, "Dude, you get to ride in it. Why would you be so mad at your friend for having success?" My mind was like 
boggled. I was like, what in the world? Like, you're mad that your friend gets a car, but you get to ride in the car? Scratching my head on that, just confused. But likewise, like, man, when you get something good, do your friends still support you? And still like, man, like, bro, you got a car that's awesome, dude. Let's go, let's go get some Sonic. Like, let's roll. Or are people kind of like, man, I don't know. I don't think you deserve that. Likewise, how about you to your friends? When they get something cool or something happens to them, how do you react? Are you envious? Are you jealous? Are you mad? Or do you stay positive and stay, you know, content and happy for them? You know, Psalms 133.1, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And honestly, I learned through just, you know, some bad friendships in my life that the most disunity in friendship comes from someone who feels inferior and envy or envious or someone who becomes haughty and prideful. So it's like either side of the fence, either you're the person having success and you become prideful and ignore your friends and, you know, I guess kind of turn on them or you feel inferior to them and you're like, well, I don't want to hang out with them anymore because they, they got something I don't have, something I don't want. And that just like blows my mind, but that's true, right? That's what happens. And you learn that through life. So while you're at where you're at, learn it now before you have to go through it and find some good friends. But likewise, I think more importantly is the lows in life. So we got the highs when things go right. Man, are y'all supporting each other and loving each other? But the lows, you know, the lows, man, it's it's when your stuff's just not going right, which I'll get some examples in a minute. But it's friends that show compassion. They show care and they're there to comfort you. They're there to stand with you. And Proverbs 17, 17, it says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 18, 24 says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then Galatians 6, 2 says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I know I kind of rattled those off, but y'all get the point of it, right? The point of it is this. When things are tough when things are wrong when you have a burden that's when your true friendship is loyal that's when someone stands with you and beside you and likewise you stand with them you know i remember i've shared the story before and here and i'll share it again but you know my grandfather had cancer back i think in 2012 or 2013 2012 i think it was and i mean blake's here I remember the night I got the news and I was distraught and I was destroyed and I was very unhappy because I knew my time with him was coming to an end in a you know couple of months, honestly. And Blake just sat with me the whole night. He sat with me probably for, what, three hours or so? Just sat there. And I was like, this is awesome. If I was sitting here alone, I don't know what I'd be thinking. But the fact that I had a friend there that just sat with me and waited with me, I was so grateful for that. He didn't share a thousand scriptures. He didn't try to make me laugh. He didn't try to, you know, I'll feel better, bud. He was just there for me. He was just loyal. And I have other friends like that, which matter of fact, you know, I I talked about it last time I was up here, but anxiety. I think a lot of us deal with that. I still want to preach a message on it so bad because I feel like it's such a needed thing in our generation. But, you know, back in 2017, I had this huge, like huge panic attack where like I was waking up to go to work and I couldn't get out of my bed. I couldn't move. I started crying. I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't know what was happening. And that same day, I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep this a secret. I'm going to tell some people. So, man, all I did, I, I just literally mass texted, like, I think five friends about it. I said, hey, look, guys, woke up this morning. I'm not feeling good. Like, things are going on. I, I feel like I can't move. I feel like I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. 
And literally in that day, all five friends called me. And within, within, a, within a week, those same friends, like, can we meet up? Can we get together? And all five friends, when I went meet with them, they didn't dog me or trash me. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be strong. Like, get better. They sat there and I was like, all right, what's going on, man? What's happening? And literally God used all five of them to speak a different thing into my life. That's the kind of friends you want in your life. I'm telling you. It's not just friends that are just there to party. It's not just friends that are there to, to just, oh, we're going to have fun Friday. Oh, we're going to have fun Saturday. Oh, we're at school, man. Come on, be tough, be cool, be, you know, be relaxed. It's friends like that that stay with you in the highs and the lows that you want in your life. That's loyalty. And tying into that loyalty, number two, is top friends build you up. So are they loyal and always there for you? They build you up. No, building up to me means they encourage you to keep doing good, they confront you when something is wrong, and they challenge you to still be better. They still push you. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. See, I wasn't lying. It's in the Bible. Just as you are doing. Hebrews 10.24-25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, there's some people that can, you consider friends, but they really just tear you down. Kind of the, the, the highest part. They're just, they'll mock you or, or gossip behind your back or do things to stir things up. But genuine friends, real friends, they're going to build you up to support you and to push you to be better. And it mentions, you know, don't neglect meeting together. I think it's crucial here on Wednesday night when you come, which you should always come because I think this place is awesome. You want to find some good friends? You're all hearing the same message right now. You know what to look for. You know what I'm saying? So like up here is a good chance for you to meet somebody that can build you up. Again, maybe you don't believe in God. I don't know where everybody is in this, this room, but I guarantee you majority of people in here are trying to seek out the Lord, are trying to walk with him. And this is where you get built up and strengthened. That's why it says don't neglect to meet together. Side note, does it mean you have to have a perfect church record attendance? No. Does it mean you can skip Sunday sometimes? Sure. I mean, no one's going to throw a stone at you. But come, meet together, don't neglect it, and build these type of friendships. Because while you're here to get built up, you can build somebody else up. You know, for example, I'm up here preaching and like, I'm trying to build you up. <laughs> I'm trying to help you get to where you are. But I could be somewhere else right now, but I'd rather be where God wants me to be. Make sense? And God wants you to be around other Christians to get built up and to build each other up. Proverbs 27, 17, it says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Now, iron sharpens iron sounds super cool. We're like, yeah, iron, tough. But honestly, iron sharpening iron can actually be rough and not super pretty. And so these type of talks, I think when it says iron sharpens iron, I think it's those type of type of talks where it's those tough talks. You know, what are your closest friends like? Do you all ever face issues and disagreements with each other? Do you ever confront one another about sin or when you're doing something wrong in your life? Do you ever challenge each other to do better? You know, I'm thinking I work out at Reds. I know you can tell. Thank you for holding your applause. That means a lot. Now it's just awkward. Like now it's just like, just yeah, it's like a bitty clap. It's like, good job, buddy. You still can't outlift me. Yeah. So anyways, when I'm at the gym, though, and my bros are with me, and we're just, you know, drinking shakes and lifting weights out there, 
some days I show up and I'm tired and I really don't want to give it my all. You know, I'm supposed to put it on 80, but I'm putting it on 30 because it looks like an eight, trying to get away with it. And my friend's like, nah, dog, what you doing? Like, you're not going to do that. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, no, we're going hard today. And like, he cranks it up for me, puts on a hundred. But what is he doing? He's pushing me to be better. Because if you don't ever try, if you don't ever like go for heavier weight in the gym, you're not going to get stronger. <laughs> and when he's trying to go hard and you're the person that's kind of slacking, it takes a, you know another male off, another alpha off in the gym. So the point is, he's pushing me to be better even on days I don't want to be. You know, there's times where I've mistreated some other friends. I, I said something wrong or did something wrong because it's a habit of mine to screw things up. <laughs> said it's true ouch but I, I i mistreated another friend one time i remember i i said something i shouldn't have to him my bad and my other friend called me out on it like straight up he was like dude what you said was wrong and i had to go ask for forgiveness and make it right but i would much rather have a friend confront me on something to fix it than to sit there and act like everything's okay so do your friends challenge you to do better? Do they confront you about stuff like that and sin in your life? Because Proverbs 27, 6 says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. You know, I think about that so much. Like, I would rather you come and tell me something I need to hear and let it hurt for a bit so I can be a better person and a better friend then for everything to just be swept under the rug and to act like everything's okay and everything's cool, nothing to worry about. We're just going to go hang out this weekend. We're not gonna, I'd rather be strengthened and built and iron sharpened iron in my life. And a side note of that, I feel like it's sometimes hard to have these conversations with people. Like it's not always easy to go do it. So on your end, you're like, oh, they did something wrong. I should probably tell them. Like, no, I'm not going to tell them. I encourage you to be more bold and upfront about stuff that either your friend does to offend you or they hurt somebody else. And if they're true friends, if you're legit friends, they would respect you for that, for going to tell them. So just a side note on that end of it, don't ever be afraid to go step up and tell somebody, hey, man, I appreciate when you did that. Or, hey, this happened. Can we talk about it? And just get built up. And it makes your friendship stronger on the on side as well. And likewise, in building each other up, you know, I think it comes down to confessing our sins to one another and praying for one another. You know, the Bible says in James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Like, y'all caught that? It says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. When you confess your sins to the Lord, you can get forgiveness. But when we confess to each other, it helps in the process of healing. Isn't that amazing? Like, that's crazy. He's saying you may be healed when you share with each other. And again, it's not always easy to go share when you mess up in any type of sin. And it's so hard for me to say, hey, I was prideful in that moment. Why would a prideful person want to say that? <laughs> like, that's not fun. But it's so necessary to get healed. It's so, you know, amazing. And again, I'm not recommending you go to a total stranger and share things about yourself. Like, oh, hey, I killed a guy. Like, okay, chief, like easy. But those people that you consider close, are you able to do this with them? Are you able to people you say, hey, that's my top friends right there. That's my top four. Can you go share this with them and have an honest conversation and pray and receive healing? And once you do it, they go share your business elsewhere. Keep in mind of that because some people like they'll hear your stuff 
and they'll casually, oh, be praying for so-and-so because X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you just Christian gossip. You just cover, said, let's pray, but you're just spilling someone's issues. So just keep in mind of that. Like, are your friends going behind and gossiping? Are they keeping you accountable? Do you have friends that keep you accountable that you can meet with and say, hey, look, how was your week? Oh, it was kind of rough, and, and here's why. And you can ask them the same questions. You know, it's so important. And, you know, no matter how loyal we are or how much we're able to build each other up, we still make mistakes because we're human. Like, I still make mistakes. I know you thought I was perfect. I know. (laughs) Settle down. I make mistakes as well. And that's why this third trait of a top friend is so important. So top friends are loyal. Top friends build each other up. And finally, top friends forgive each other. They forgive each other. Like in the wise words of Donkey from Shrek, because that's what friends do. They forgive each other. You guys seen Shrek before? Yeah. Yeah. See, Donkey, we got the Bible and we got Shrek. This is all we need. And the Bachelorette, but that was last time. <laughs> Proverbs 17, 9. Whoever covers an offense seeks love, but who, who, he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Colossians three thirteen, Bearing with one another, and if one has complained against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Now listen, there's a thousand examples I can give you, so I'm not going to, again, waste your time. But I have messed up a lot with friends. And I have said stupid things, and I've done stupid things, and my friends have definitely called me out on it. But what I think is so amazing about my closest friends is once they forgive me, they literally let it go. So it's like, quick marriage tip for you. I know not everybody's married in here because we're all still young. Hey, shout out. But basically... There's two words you never say in marriage, always and never. Why? You always do that. Well, that's a very blanketed statement to say you always do something. Or you never say you love me. I never said I loved you. Like, you kidding me? So those two words in marriage are super important. But same thing in friendship. It's like imagine if you, like, offend somebody, and every time you go talk to them, like, well, you did this in 2003. Like, you kidding me, bro? Like, come on, man. But the point is, when you forgive, find those friends that legit forgive and don't hold it against you and don't keep it up. Likewise, for your sake, forgive them when they mess up and do something stupid. When someone hurts you, you know, we talked about the last time, you know, when someone offends you, they don't know who they are. And when you get offended, it's because you don't know who you are. So the fact of the matter is forgiveness, I mean, just forgive and let it go. Again, if they do something completely wrong, completely evil, like we talked about last time I was here, it doesn't necessarily mean you go hang out with them again. It means you separate, but you still forgive. But for the minor things where you know you either have a bad attitude or something goes wrong and they, they do or say something that's not a complete deal breaker of your friendship, forgive them and move on because life is long. I got friends in this room I've been friends with for 12 years. Do you think in 12 years we were perfect? Absolutely not. So much stuff has happened. But guess what? We forgive and it's okay. And I feel like a lot of times friendships also end because someone stays offended the whole time, even over minor stuff. I mean, you go sit in a coffee shop with like 20 girls and they'll like, well, someone so did this, you know, back in the day. And oh, in high school, they were like this. Like, talk about high school. Like, you're in college. It's a whole different ball game. But some people just cannot let small things go, and it creates this whole pattern of unforgiveness where they don't forgive them, I don't forgive them, and there's just this whole pattern. But your top friends forgive and be forgiven. 
And man, it's okay. And whenever things happen again, you forgive again. You know, I don't have the scripture written down, but Peter is talking to Jesus like, all right, my brother does something wrong to me. Would I forgive him like seven times? And Jesus is like, no, like seven times, 70 times. <laughs> like that's how much forgiveness you need to have in your life. So yeah, those are the three things that I have tonight. It's loyalty, it's building each other up, and it's forgiving each other. And so as we close tonight, if you want to put some piano on to get it crunk up in here. No shoes on? Okay. <laughs> it's holy ground. Goodness, the anointing is falling tonight. My goodness. Y'all want to stand because she stood. Y'all stand. I stand. We stand. You know, as I said in the beginning, like attracts like. So you'll find people who are like you on the surface level. But as you live this out, as you learn to be loyal, as you learn to, to build somebody up, as you learn to forgive, those same type of people will start coming around you too. Not just the surface level stuff, but those deeper qualities. And you know, these three qualities can still be found in people who don't necessarily know the Lord or love the Lord or serve the Lord. But there's something so powerful about having friends who seek the Lord and follow the Holy Spirit's leading in their life and coming together with them. You know, one final scripture, Matthew 18, 19 through 20, this is Jesus talking. He says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am among them. You see, what's so cool is because when you have these, these friends who are really seeking the Lord and have a genuine relationship with them, you're no longer just about being loyal and building each other up and forgiving, but now you're united spiritually and you see the Lord move in your life. And so that's why I'm saying tonight as you're in this room, and we don't know everybody in here, I'm not saying you're going to become best friends with everybody in here, but look around and say, man, like these people are going after God and I'm going after God. Let's, let's yoke up. Let's get together. Let's start meeting, man. Let's hang out more. You know, you can find this stuff in other people, but man, how much more when you have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you? You know, I can't tell you how many times in my life, my closest friends, where God used them to speak to me, where God used them to say something to me that changed my life. I was praying for a big decision and they were praying with me. They stood beside me. They were loyal in the highs and the lows. They built me up with scripture. They confronted me in my sin. They confronted me and stayed accountable. And they forgave me. And likewise, I want to be loyal to them. (laughs) And I want to build my friends up. And I want to be able to forgive. And so tonight, we just bow our heads real quick and we'll we'll just think to ourselves. Think about your closest friends right now. It doesn't matter the number. It could be four of them, five of them, ten of them. Whatever your, your, your group is, you know who they are. Think about them for a second. And think about the qualities they add to your life. You see, we can become close friends with people because it's just natural. We have the same likes. But they may not be healthy for us. They may not be the people that God wants in our lives. I'm not saying you completely disband them or disown them or run away from them. But like sometimes you just need to get away from bad influences. The Bible also says bad company corrupts good morals. And it's really hard to try to stand up when everybody's trying to pull you down. And so take a moment and think about that. Are your closest friends there for you when you need them? Are your closest friends trying to build you up? Are your closest friends forgiving you? Or they always bring up the past? 
Do your closest friends, friends gossip about you? Do they talk about you behind your back? When you try to be serious with them and share something, they just like hush it up. Just review your friends right now. And likewise, review yourself. Have you been the one that's not loyal? Where tough times come for your friend, you just kind of slip out the back door? Remember their highs in their life and you become envious and jealous and start thinking, man, they don't deserve that. I deserve that. Are you the friend who doesn't really build anybody up but just rather stay kind of safe and not confront things or deal with things but just sweep it under the rug? Are you the friend maybe that's holding to unforgiveness? That's such a big deal because when you hold that unforgiveness, it's a weight on you. <laughs> Some people don't even know you're carrying that unforgiveness, but you feel it every day. So I'm just going to pray and we're going to close up tonight. But God, I thank you for this message and I thank you for tonight to talk about friendship. But God, I just pray for every person in here, God, that Lord, you would bring people into their life who would be great friends, Lord, who would be top friends, God. Lord, I pray for people to come, Lord, that can encourage them spiritually, Lord, that can walk with them through the tough times, through the great times, that can show your love to them. I just pray right now for every person in here, Lord, if they're that friend that maybe wasn't the best friend, they got tonight would be a fresh start. And Lord, I just pray for these friendships, God, to be so great that, Lord, together they would do great things, Lord. God, through your name, they would just have miracles in their lives where they would pray together and stand with each other, God. They would find healing as they confess their sins. God, as they're accountable to each other, I just pray, God, that these friendships would last a lifetime, God. I thank you, God, for the friends in my life, Lord, who have stood with me during my darkest times and the greatest times, who have forgiven me, God, and who have built me up. And I just pray, Lord, as we leave tonight, God, that we would be thinking about those people, God, and maybe tonight have a fresh start with new friends. Say, I'm going to leave those old friends behind because they're not what I need. I'm going to find some friends here at church. I pray that this, this ministry be a place where friendships are formed, God. Just as it was for me all those years ago, I pray that every Wednesday they come, that friendships will be developed, God. Healthy friendships will be developed, Lord. And God, I pray for every person in here as they go. And thank you, God, for being the greatest friend that we could have. Thank you, Lord, for being there for us when we needed you. God, we're still sinners. You died for us. And I thank you, Father that you paid the price that we can have a relationship with you. And God, we can mirror Jesus in our lives to our friends and our family. So God, I pray as we go tonight that we would just hunger after you more and more to be more like you and our friendships, Father God. And Lord, I pray that you bless every person tonight. And God, like Michaela said, I just pray, God, that whoever needs to feel your love tonight would feel it so strongly even right now as they leave. God, as they go to bed tonight, I pray that they would feel your love so strongly, God. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.